Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Welcome to episode 14 of The Midlife. I'm going to level with you. I'm feeling a bit uninspired and frankly uninspiring these days, so I wasn't really sure what this week's podcast was going to be about. I've been working really hard on refining my online coaching program that will open for signups next month, and I'm not a big believer in multitasking. It's actually counterproductive. So when I get to work on something, I'm pretty singularly focused. Besides that, the end of summer is really smacking me in the face. One boy is back in school, my high school junior. Of course, by back in school, I mean back to online school. And my biggest boy is heading back to college 2,000 miles away this week, so that's definitely weighing on me. I won't see him until November because all breaks and parents weekend was canceled, so that makes me sad. And of course I'm concerned there'll be an outbreak at his school just like every other one so far. Speaking of this stupid-ass virus, in real life, I feel like I'm pretty zen about the whole thing. We've been carefully following masking and socially distanced guidelines, but we have let the boys get out to see friends. It seems that they were respectful enough of our rules, because no one got sick this summer. So we've been living our lives as best we can. Here's the thing, though. I think I've totally underestimated the true level of anxiety this is actually causing me. Last night's dream had me living in a hotel in the midst of a zombie outbreak. I don't watch zombie-type stuff, so this was 100% my own psycho-narrative. Oh, and then I'm gearing up to start homeschooling my third grader. That's a whole other topic, but suffice it to say that I am the last person on earth that ever thought they'd homeschool. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So instead of obsessing about my creative juices being dry, I reached out to my tribe at Muddling Through the Midlife, my private Facebook group, with a few choices to see what they wanted to hear about. The winning topic was how to reinvent yourself. Thanks for the softball, y'all. I needed it this week. It's like kind of the whole reason I'm here. Here we are in midlife, and I repeatedly hear women say they need to reinvent themselves. You probably know me a little bit now to know that I am by nature a rebel and contrarian, so it won't surprise you to hear that I hate that concept. Reinvention to me sounds like the premise of an ABC after school special where you leave 8th grade the class geek, switch schools, and start high school as the prettiest, most popular, albeit less nice, queen bee. Instead, I teach women to be refocused, reimagined, and most importantly, reclaimed. The distinction being that you're already fucking great, you just forgot. My calling is to help you remember. There's a four-part framework for my process. First, you are here. I will confess this is everyone's least favorite part of the program. I mean, let's face it, if you were completely satisfied here, we probably wouldn't be meeting like this. This stage of self-examination requires you to get real honest with yourself and answer some tough questions you've been avoiding. There's that feeling in midlife of who am I and how did I get here? That awakening from the coma you've allowed to suffice for a life. I'm afraid you need to answer some facets of that question. You have to do some work here so that your transformation is not only worthwhile, but permanent. Have you ever had the experience of setting some lofty goal for yourself only to crash and burn? I won't say fail because I don't consider it true failure. Just a serious derailment because you weren't properly prepared to make the change, whatever it was. During the initial phase, I want you to consider this as an inventory and full life debrief. I want you to examine every conceivable area of your life and rate it. To make this easier, I've included a worksheet for you that you can grab in the show notes. Perhaps the most powerful part of this stage is considering where you'll be in five years if you continue with things the way they are. Ouch, right? And at our age, five more years of the current state of affairs 
probably makes you feel like you're watching a dark cloud bank roll over the mountains headed straight for you. When the pain of where you are today becomes worse than your perceived pain of truly examining your life, then you'll be ready to do the hard work. You need to face your fears, debunk your excuses, and erase your self-doubt. You've been telling yourself an untrue and probably very cruel story for a long time. I'm sure I'm not the first to tell you that you wouldn't let someone speak even to an acquaintance, let alone a friend, the way you speak to yourself. Worse yet, you don't just make your point and move on. You sit there and repeat the negative loops over and over. Aren't you ready to break up with that bitch in your head? Well, maybe that's a little harsh. After all, she's been through some things too. There is someone else in your head, but you've put her in the corner with Baby. I'm sorry, but can we talk about that character name for a second? Baby? Really? Look, I love Dirty Dancing just as much as the next 15-year-old girl, but how did that name get through rewrites? I'm really sorry I went off on that tangent because now I'm thinking that someone in charge was a pedophile, and as if Jennifer Grey didn't seem feeble and helpless enough, they had to infantilize her. Gross. Anyway, let's move on to phase two. The answer is inside. There is someone wonderful that you've been holding hostage inside yourself. Author Martha Beck makes the distinction between your social self and your essential self. Your social self is the part of you that does what you're supposed to do. She's the rule follower and the people pleaser. She's the yes girl. She's helpful to her own detriment and she consistently puts the needs of others ahead of her own with little concern to her personal consequences. She may even do it with a smile on her face, albeit tight-lipped, because she wants people to like her and say nice things about her. She thinks that makes her a good friend, wife, mother, daughter... The essential self is the girl inside you've been taught to think of as selfish. She's been called a rebel or self-centered or full of herself. Her confidence has been mistaken as conceit. She's too loud. She doesn't know her place. She dreams too big. Your essential self is the person you've neglected, ignored, and belittled every time she pipes up. Your essential self is just a misunderstood girl with a bad reputation she doesn't deserve. Your essential self is truly who you are and what you want to be, and she can coexist with the needs of the others who need you. She is that sad feeling that sits a lump in your chest. She is there gnawing at you and begging to be set free. You need to turn up her volume. She is the guide to your reclamation. She is the fabulous part of you that has always been there. Now, in midlife, is your chance to let her lead the life she was destined to. You have amazing talents. I know you don't believe it, but without speaking to you ever, I know there are things that you do with ease and grace that you don't give yourself enough credit for. I also know that should you care to, those talents are marketable in many ways. I'd love to show you how. Also stuck somewhere are all the things you want to try, learn, and contribute to the world. Take some time digging all that up and you'll find gold in that buried treasure. Review the life categories on the worksheet I gave you with your essential self. Ask her to weigh in on areas she'd like to improve and listen to the ideas she has to make that happen. The problem is that most people, left to their own self-examination, will let all those desires bubble up for only a moment before they'll create a three-hour dissertation on why they can't, shouldn't, or won't. I beg you not to let those ideas float away. Grab a few and go. Add those to your present day and you'll start to see your days take shape with entertainment and fulfillment. Now, it would be lovely if your essential self would email a detailed plan, but it's not that simple. We need to move you and your essential self into phase three, dream big. This is an exciting time where you can create not just one scenario for your life you'd enjoy, but many different scenarios that you can see bringing you pleasure. I know you're listening saying, but I can't even think of one right now. I know, because you're sad and stuck and you're weirdly comfortable walking the worn out rut you've etched out for yourself. 
But which sounds like more fun, your way or mine? None of this is out of your reach. You, your brain, your interests, your talents are all unique to you and available to you like a Garanimals outfit to build the life you want and deserve. I have a weird confession to make. I always wanted Garanimals. In case you don't know this brand, it was children's clothing that you would know what matched because tops and bottoms that went together had the same animal on the tag. Like you can wear an elephant t-shirt with elephant shorts, but don't pair the rhinoceros pants with a monkey sweater. They sold it at a little store called the Little Folk Shop, which was in our mall next to the pet store my mother would let us go into, where she'd let the shopkeeper take a puppy out of the cage for me to play with, then I'd have to leave. Never with a dog. We'd also go into the Little Folk Shop to play on the slide, but I never got a new outfit. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I've always loved systems, and systems are definitely integral to what I've developed in my practice, what I teach, and what I credit my own success to. I don't know why I'm feeling so true me today. Anywho, back to you. Dream big. Yeah, huge. Find role models to emulate. Lean on trusted friends who are your biggest cheerleaders for unconditional support. Find new friends who share your reclaimed passions and interests. And finally, phase four. Make it happen. This is your defining moment. And if you're anything like me, it's where you've fallen short before. It's okay. That was then. This is now. And psst. Time is running out. That's right, I said it. I really want you to go for it this time. Of all the scenarios that you've dreamed up for yourself, it's time to prioritize and sharpen focus by choosing one scenario to work towards. There are probably lots of moving pieces to your life reimagined. It's all worthwhile. Implementation is the toughest part and meticulous planning and goal setting is the key. There's a quote attributed to Henry Ford. Nothing is particularly hard if you divide it into small jobs. Makes sense from the guy who invented the assembly line. Building an entire car is a daunting proposition, but putting the individual pieces together one phase at a time seems doable. Your next best chapter is no different. Every effort at improving small areas of your life will build the life you desire and deserve. I recommend coming up with 10 goals, giving each one a targeted date for completion. It works best if you schedule three to four for each quarter. Did you know you're 42% more likely to accomplish something if you write it down? I have no idea where I got that little nugget, and actually in my personal experience, it's much higher. The good girl in me believes my to-do list is a rule, not a suggestion. For me, that's actually helpful, and I truly maximize my productivity that way. So now you have goals and deadlines. Now what? Remember our advice from Mr. Ford, and break every single goal into its simplest steps imaginable. Consider everything from help you'll need to equipment, additional education, accountability partners, even cheerleaders. Breaking out manageable and detailed steps is like following a recipe guaranteed to produce delicious success. Those are the broad strokes to reimagining your next best chapter. I hope that kickstarts you to make at least one improvement in your life starting today. If you want some help and need guidance in this process, I hope you'll consider joining my course, Midlife Reimagined, Designing Your Next Best Chapter. I'll have a special promotional early bird price for people on the interest list. I'll add that link in the show notes as well so you don't miss out on that opportunity. Now I want to ask a favor. If you're benefiting from this podcast, can I ask you to take a moment and rate and review it for me? Positive reviews help spread the word and they are the best advertising a girl could ask for. Just to be clear, I don't make a dime off this podcast. It's just a place for me to let you get to know me and hopefully give you a few pearls of wisdom and a laugh here and there to improve your life. Your reviewer rating may encourage someone looking for some help to listen. As always, I appreciate you listening, and I would love to hear your comments or answer any questions you have about this episode or any other. 
You can post in the private Facebook group Muddling Through the Midlife or DM me through the Midlife on Instagram or Facebook. I hope you have a great week and that you'll stop by next week when I talk about starting a business in midlife. Yes, even now. That was the next highest rated topic in the Facebook group and I aim to please.